You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Here we are on America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded. We're going to talk about gun stuff today, especially people who want to take your guns away. Hey, look at that. I was a poet. And, uh... And Joe Biden is one of those people, and Kamala Harris is probably there, too, although she hasn't been as vocal lately. I'm sure she would want to take everybody's guns away if she had the chance, along with Bloomberg and Cuomo and de Blasio and uh, Newsom and all the other idiots in the the left coast and the left-leaning cities. But Joe Biden's – they have I have a, a – a, Article here today with gun with Joe Biden's gun safety plan explained, which it just means basically he's going to push for every they're going to shoot for the moon with this bill, I'm sure. And if they do that, they're either going to modify it, change it, water it down and try and pass it. Or the Republicans, hopefully, will filibuster it and not allow it to pass at all. Because I honestly believe there's a lot of Democratic senators and congressmen out there who realize if they let this bill pass, they will lose their positions. There are people in their districts who will go, oh, no, we don't want that, especially with the fact there's almost over 10 million new gun owners in the past uh, 12 to 14 months. And hopefully these these 10 million people will go, you know what, I don't want to give up the gun I just bought and learned how to shoot and bought ammo for. So maybe things may be tipping in the direction of people who believe in the Constitution and the Second Amendment, but we'll see. But for the last four years, we had the Republican president, and for all intensive purposes, everything was pretty calm, easy, smooth sailing. Until the COVID hit, then things jumped up a little bit. And then it got even worse with supply and demand once the riots started in the streets of the big cities. People got a little scared, wanted a way to defend themselves. But the supplies were still relatively plentiful. In fact, I was telling people, I guess it was at the end of 2019, in the fall and winter of 2019, the last few months of 2019, it was the best time ever to purchase guns and ammo. The prices were as low as I had seen them in decades. That was the time to buy stuff. Everything was so cheap because everybody had overstocked so much and overordered in the anticipation of a Clinton win in 2016. They had years of stuff in the pipeline. Once COVID hit and the riots started, the pipeline was emptied (laughs) very quickly. (laughs) We ended up with years of backlog being bought up instantly. And gun store owners are in this roller coaster of a ride. But what Joe Biden wants to do is limit things, and when when you try and take things away from people, that's usually when they want it the most. You try and tell somebody they can't have something, then they want to have it. You know, or if you tell them, oh, if you don't get it now, you won't ever get it, then they're going to buy it just in case. In fact, I've had people come to me back when Obama was president, and there was a bit of a shortage of ammo and guns and things like that. And they came and said, you know what? I think I want to buy a handgun now because I'm afraid if I don't buy something or buy a gun now because if I don't buy it, I'm not going to be able to have it at all. So I want to make sure I got one. I want to lock in, make sure. And now people are doing the same thing. It's it's crazy. But it seems as if, let's go through some of this. He wants to have basically a semi-automatic gun ban and a magazine ban. Now, I know a lot of you say, oh, they can never get it through. They'll never pass it. They've passed it before. If they compromise our rights away, they can do it. They'll give the, the Republicans something in order to get this bill through if they have to. 
But then, just like in 1994, when they banned all magazines over 10 rounds, and they banned all what they considered assault weapons, things with pistol grips and muzzle brakes, or or not muzzle brakes, uh, flash suppressors, and uh, detachable box magazines, adjustable stocks. You know, I don't know how an adjustable stock is going to make a gun any more deadly, other than just it'll fit you better. But anyway, yeah, that's where he wants to start. So he wants to ban the manufacture and sale of everything he considers an assault weapon and a high-capacity magazine. I mean, right now, federal law prevents migratory game birds, hunters, from using more than three shells in their shotgun. So they're saying, oh, it does, the federal law does more to protect ducks than it does children. No, 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 no. That's ridiculous. Because ducks do not attack and kill you. They don't break into your house. They don't rob you. They don't pose the same danger that criminals do. So you need different guns for different enemies. And ducks, I've not heard of anybody being killed by a duck yet this year. So unless it was a bad duck at a Chinese restaurant, I don't know. You know, maybe a little food poisoning duck. But, okay, so this they're going to have a gun and magazine registration. <laughs> now, for those of you who have guns and, high, and, and standard capacity magazines, by standard capacity I mean anything more than 10 rounds that the gun was designed to hold, regardless of how small you can make the magazine, can you afford a $200 tax stamp for each magazine you have and for every weapon that is considered an assault weapon by this administration? They're going to regulate the possession of the existing weapons under the National Firearms Act, which means you'll need a tax stamp approval before selling a gun. It'll have to go through a federal process in order to transfer a gun from one person to another. These are the same laws that regulate machine guns, suppressors, and short-barreled rifles now. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms does that, and they provide the tax stamps, which is literally just a – it looks like a postage stamp. And they give it to you on a piece of paper, and that's your stamp for that. Now, imagine having to keep up with a stamp for every single magazine over 10 rounds, every single weapon that they consider an assault weapon, which they still have not come out with the specifics on that, but you you probably have an idea. You know, anything with an AR in front of it is probably going to be on the list. Anything that uh, certain manufacturers make will be on the list. Anything semi-automatic with a detachable box magazine will be on the list. And I don't know if they're going to go after anything beyond that. Usually what sneaks through is things with tubular magazines, like lever-action rifles or twenty twos with a tube magazine underneath. Those will sneak through because those can hold more than 10 rounds, and still. And but it's not removable. It's not a removable magazine. Now, what about gun confiscation? That's something that's being tossed around also. Well, they're calling it a buyback. But in order to buy it back, it would imply that you bought it from the government. And to be honest, after doing a background check on our government, I determined they are not mentally capable of having these guns that I've got. (laughs) They've proven themselves in the past to be irresponsible. (laughs) So due to their prior history of... uh, of irresponsibility, I don't think I can sell my guns back to, back to the government or to the government. And your choice will be destroy these weapons, sell them to the government, or register them under the National Firearms Act. So you have three choices. Of course, registering them, if they don't waive the $200 fee, could be financially prohibitive for a lot of people if you've been collecting for a long time or had a lot of old magazines and stuff. They also want to prepare to ban the manufacture of all guns except smart guns. 
You hear that? Ban all guns except smart guns. So every gun sold in the United States, they want to be a smart gun. Well, probably except the ones that they're going to use for law enforcement, for military, and to protect themselves with. I bet the Capitol Police won't have smart guns. I bet uh, the Secret Service won't have smart guns. I bet uh, government bodyguards won't have or government officials who hire private bodyguards will not have smart guns but they want the rest of the united states to be locked into this smart gun idea which so far all the smart guns that are out there have just not proven reliable they're not that safe the one that came out had it was a 22 caliber and it could be disabled with a couple of magnets so i mean i guess it would add one layer of protection but its reliability was completely in question You'd have to grip it just the right way. If you don't hold it just the right way, it wouldn't fire for you either. So we'll have to see. Now, here's something. They want to strip the firearms and ammunition industry of their civil liability protections, meaning they can hold them responsible for anybody using their weapons to commit a crime. Now, this is huge because... Uh, Biden voted against the Protection of Lawful Commerce Act in the Arms Act back when it was passed. But the gun manufacturers lobbied Congress and got it passed. This means they're not responsible if somebody misuses their weapon, hurts somebody. They're not responsible for the damage done, which is true. I mean, if you take a car and run somebody over, you don't hold Ford responsible. You hold the person driving the car responsible, as should be with weapons. You don't hold the the manufacturer responsible for what somebody misuses his product. That's ridiculous. That would mean every hammer at uh, Home Depot could fall under a lawsuit if someone smacks somebody with it. Granted, there are some people who need to be smacked in the back of the head with a hammer. Most of them are liberal anti-gun nuts, so maybe we should start with that. And they want to start restricting the number of firearms an individual can purchase to one per month. Now, that may seem reasonable. I mean, if, you, um, if you're a collector, you know, if you have a wife or a girlfriend, they probably will automatically do that limiting for you, you know, or if you have bills to pay, you have limits on yourself too. But imagine you're going to buy guns for your kids. You have three boys. They're all getting 22s this year for Christmas. You can't buy them in December. You'd have to spread out your purchases over three months in order to buy these three 22s for your, for your sons or daughters. It's also going to bribe states to create licenses to purchase firearms. So great. So they're going to give states incentives to set up gun licensing programs. We all know licensing is just registration, which is one step closer to confiscation. And it's crazy because the Constitution clearly states shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. They're going to try and increase national instant criminal background check systems to cover all sales, including individual sales, family-to-family sales. Unless it's a gift for intermediate family. That's the only way they're going to let you get away with that if you give it to somebody in your immediate family. I mean, you can't give your cousin one or your grandmother. It has to be someone in your immediate family. Now, they estimate about 20% of all guns now are transferred without a background check through private sales, through... Uh, gifting or hand downs, you know, your father buys son a gun. That's not con- that's considered a a gun transfer. So you know, any kid who's under the age of eighteen can't have a gun anyway unless his parents decide to give it to him. And they're calling, they're saying this will sh- close the so-called gun show and on sale online sales loophole, 
but there is no loophole. If you've ever been to a gun show, any dealer there was going to ask for your information, get a background check, or have you ha- show your carry permit before you're allowed to purchase a weapon. Online sales are the same way. They can't ship it directly to your door. You don't order a shotgun in a case of ammo. It doesn't show up at your doorstep three days later. It goes to a federally licensed firearms dealer, and they will transfer you the gun just like they would any other gun with a background check or a carry permit, blah, blah, blah. Now, here's something they want to do. They want to enact a homemade gun ban. This would stop what they call ghost guns because... People who cannot legally obtain a gun may gain access to a weapon by assembling one. Um, they probably just steal one or get illegal weapons. If they can bring in tons and tons of drugs every day to our borders, they can bring in extra weapons too, cases and cases of guns, and sell them if they make it worthwhile for them. If the price on these goes up enough, they'll be importing guns, well, importing, smuggling in guns, the same as they do with all the drugs that come in. But now that 3D printers are becoming a, a common thing, you can pre, you can 3D print frames for any kind of plastic or polymer based pistols. Even AR lowers can be 3D printed now. So I don't know how they're going to get that 3D printing passing passcodes. How are you going to limit that information? Once it's on the internet, you can't limit it. It's out there. It's running. It's going. If you can find it, you can download it, put it in your 3D printer, and print your own receiver for an AR, for a Glock, for a Springfield, for whatever polymer pistol you want. And all the other parts are not considered the gun. Just the frame is considered the registered receiver, the registered gun. So anything that's not a frame, you can usually just order, have shipped straight to your door, which is fine. He also wants to put more money into universal background checks. He wants to regulate what gun owners can and cannot do with their property and the privacy of their own home, requiring gun owners to store their weapons. Now, this is, I mean, I understand if you have kids or you have people coming through your house, you don't want your weapons laying all over the place. But if you don't, you want your weapons easily accessible. You want them to be able to be used at a moment's notice. If someone crashes through your front door trying to rob you or or pillage your house, you want to be ready to protect yourself, your property, your family members, all that stuff. Now, this is something I thought was kind of interesting. They want to prioritize the prosecution of straw purchasers. This is people who buy firearms on behalf of somebody else who cannot pass a background check. Now, this I don't think is a terrible idea. In fact, in Georgia, this was about seven or eight years ago, I saw the specs, the the numbers on this, and of several thousand people, convicted felons who tried to um, purchase a weapon, None of them were reported to local law enforcement for prosecution. And some of them had made several attempts, three, four, five attempts to purchase a weapon at different places, and they were refused every time, but still, they were never prosecuted. There was never given information to law enforcement officials. These are people who probably out on parole or criminals who were trying to see if they could sneak under the system if something didn't get registered. And they would have been put back in prison immediately. All right, we're going to come back right after this break. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. 
of the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from lawyers to citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right, and you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Just before we left for the break, we were talking about the the potential Democrat gun ban or the Biden gun ban, and uh, we got into the point where it's going to require gun owners to safely store their weapons, which is probably a good idea if you have several weapons. But they're going to probably push this to the point where if you have a gun in your home and somebody gets a hold of it, even if it's something you carry every day, they're going to blame you for they're going to hold you responsible for it, even if it's in your house. So if a criminal breaks into your house, steals your weapon, commits a crime with it, you're going to be held responsible for that. Great. But the criminal will probably get out on bail because, you know, he could be a burn, loot, murder member, and they'll just let him, let him go through the revolving door of justice. There's also something where they can prosecute gun owners for the new crime of teaching a minor how to handle a firearm or hunt or shoot. So basically, if you take your kids out and teach them how to use a rifle or a pistol, you could be in trouble for teaching a minor how to use a weapon. It holds accountable adults for giving minors access to firearms, which is fine. Don't give your kids guns. I mean, they have adults should be held responsible for their kids always. For everything though. You give them a car, you're held responsible or your insurance company is. You know, they can come back and sue you. This is not terrible, but the fact that they can charge you with a crime for teaching them safety is ridiculous. That is just uh that's the best way to keep firearms safe is to teach people how to use them safely, teach people that they're not dangerous unless they're used in an improper manner. That way, people growing up will not be afraid of them like these screaming crazy libs today that just, oh, my God, just the sight of a gun freaks them out. When I saw this the other day, what, uh, someone called the, the police because they saw Elmer Fudd had a gun on a Looney Tunes, and, and she was traumatized. She was triggered. Oh, my gosh. Can't have that. But the prosecuting of straw purchasers, to me, is actually something that would be good. Because, like I said, years ago, they, they attempts were made by criminals and felons to buy guns, and no one ever reported them. Law enforcement was never aware that they tried to make these purchases. And if they had been, just the attempt of purchasing one would violate parole, the parole that they were on parole. So 
There you go. That's one part of this bill that I could see. But if we, you know, if they do that, then we need, you need to get compromise. We want to compromise. And in a compromise, you give and you get. So let's get something for this. Undergo your federal background check. Get a federal carry permit. Then you can carry one anywhere in the United States. All right. They also want to require firearm owners to report if their weapon is lost or stolen. They have a responsibility to inform law enforcement if the gun is lost or stolen. And he's going to make it the law of the land. Which you probably would do anyway if you're aware of the fact it was stolen. You're probably going to report it. Now, lost? Mm, I don't know. There's millions of weapons at the bottom of lakes all over the country. At the bottom of the oceans, all along the coastlines, there are millions of weapons that have been lost. And I don't think people bother to take the time to report all these. Because what are you going to do? They're so far down there, never. no one's going to go down there and get them. They've been lost forever. And they're going to try and close the the gun the gun show ban, which you know I don't understand that one. They they try and explain it, but it doesn't make any sense. So we're not going to get into that. Okay, but and they're also going to eliminate the three day business deadline for FBI to complete a, a NICS check. Now this is something where if they don't come up with a positive with with a negative after three days or can't clear it up, if there's any question, they let it go through after after three days, and they want to push that to 10 days and it's crazy because most of the most of the, a lot of the refusals are mistaken identity or false negatives that come back i had a friend who had a carry permit and his carry permit had expired so he couldn't use it to purchase anymore so he went ahead and reapplied but until it came back his name was the same as somebody else's who was not allowed to purchase a weapon so he didn't come back as clear when they did a, a background check on him so anybody with a false positive would be prevented from buying a weapon. Now, this is especially important if you have a common name. But we'll see. It's just one more thing. But the biggest thing is going to be the money involved with uh, and with trying to collect these ATF taxes for these semi-automatic weapons and magazines and stuff like that. They're going to try and – here's another one more thing. They're going to have an unconstitutional ban on sharing 3D-printed gun files online. They're going to try and stop the homemade manufactured guns. But with the 3D printers, once the information is out there, you can't stop it. It's out there. There's no there's no fixing it or changing it or anything like that. They're going to try and ban pistol braces, which almost happened this year already. The ATF already tried to redefine that based on one company's manufacturing a brace that they didn't feel met their requirements or the specifications, which they will never list or give you because they don't want you to have that information. They just decide on a case-by-case basis. So so that would be interesting, getting rid of all the um, pistol-braced weapons. All right. Well, that's that's an, that's the the highlights of this bill. It's it, it's enough though. Now, if they get half this stuff to go through, it's going to be nightmarish. Trying to register all these people, can't register all these guns, all these weapons, all these magazines. Now, keep in mind. In, excuse me. In case you don't know, magazines don't have serial numbers on them. They're not serialized. They're just pla- most of them are plastic. All plastic with a metal spring. That's it. They're very simple. And they don't have serial numbers. They're not uh, specialized like that. So that would mean millions upon millions of magazines would have to be registered at a $200 tax each. Just to give you an idea, during the time when Judge Benitez 
knocked down the California magazine ban. There was a one-week period where Californians were allowed to order magazines of any size, which was new for them because they had been under a 10-round restriction since 1994. During that one week, 1.5 million magazines shipped into the state of California, what they consider high-capacity or I call standard-capacity magazines, shipped into California. So that would give you an idea of how many magazines are out there. This is one week to one state, how many magazines were sold. Now, that case is still pending. They, they're looking for an, um, a review on that case still. And if, by some rare chance, that gets shot down, everybody in California can have whatever capacity magazine they want, which means the rest of us will probably not be able to buy anything over 10 rounds for the next at least three to six months because they're all going to California. Those guys have been starved since 1994. No drums, no no capacity magazines over 10 rounds, no double stack mags, none of that stuff is going to California except for that one week. But hopefully they'll come through, they'll do the review, and they'll give California a little bit of their constitutionally protected freedom back. But I wouldn't count on it because the Ninth Circuit Court, although it's better than it was, it's still not great as far as believing in constitutional rights. Now, here's something that was kind of interesting. We had a Republican that is offering pro-gun amendments for the background check bill. He's saying, okay, you want a background check bill? Give us something in return. We want a compromise. We're not going to just compromise by rolling over and giving up. We want something back. We want something that's going to allow us to say, okay, we're going to give, we're going to give a little bit on this area, but you're going to give us back something too. Cause you know, states don't treat gun, gun owners the same way or guns the same way. Certain states just, uh, they penalize gun owners just for being a gun owner. We'll have to see if that comes around or not, but they want to have a national carry permit or a national license to purchase firearms in any state and bring them into any other state, just like a driver's license. You can take your driver's license to any state and drive your car, and the law enforcement in that state will respect your driver's license from any other state. So this is the same sort of thing. He wants people, if you can own a gun in one state, you should be able to own one in another state. There shouldn't be any difference in what can be owned and what can't be owned. So get a a permit or change the law to where if I want to buy a gun in Texas and bring it home to South Carolina or North Carolina or California, I should be able to do that. This would be, and this, he wants to tack this on to the, the stricter background check and the, um, what was they call that? Yeah, for the background check bill. He wants to push this into that. So you'll be able to carry a gun, take a gun into any, from any other state to another if you can be a legal gun owner. Because it makes sense. If you can legally possess a car in one state, you can possess that car in another state, unless some states have certain rules about modifications, but that's a whole other thing. But now, I don't think any of these are actually going to get into there. I don't think they'll anybody will agree to a compromise, because most of the time when gun rights are stripped away, we don't get anything back in return. They just take and take and take. They sit there and swear on a Bible how they're going to defend the Constitution, and the Constitution includes the Second Amendment, believe it or not. I know a lot of people think, oh, it's outdated. It shouldn't be there. It only applies to muskets. That's my favorite. Only applies to muskets. That would mean that the First Amendment only applies to anything made on a printing press. No Internet, no radio, no TV, nothing on a high-speed thermal printer, nothing on a inkjet printer, only on a printing press. 
Anything printed any other way does not warrant freedom of speech because it specifically says it must be a print freedom of the press, meaning printing press. But it doesn't say musket anywhere in the Constitution, funny enough. <laughs> now, it doesn't say error 15 either, but, you know, I think we understand that one. Now, here's one, something I saw that this, this to me makes perfect sense. I was talking about this earlier. When someone tells you you can't have something, you want one. And this, Arthur decided to uh, discuss this. Do gun control laws lead to more gun sales? I think we have seen, with the threat of new gun laws, gun sales have skyrocketed. They have gone up almost exponentially for the last year. I mean, COVID helped push some of it. The rioting, the, the BLMers and the Antifa, the anti-freedom Antifa guys, they pushed a lot of the gun sales as well. Because anytime you have people burning police cars in the street, you got to know those police will not be there to protect you when you need them. Or when they're prosecuting police officers for shooting criminals who draw on them or pull out a knife or a gun on them, and they're prosecuting those police officers, they're not going to respond to you if you say you've got an armed intruder or if you've got somebody armed on your property. They're going to say, you know what? It's not worth the time. I don't want to get prosecuted for having to shoot some guy. So it's up to you to be your own first responder. So apparently... I personally think gun sales skyrocket when gun control comes into play because people want to lock in that security of having what they want. They don't want to be limited by anything. So whenever they pass gun control laws, everywhere they seem to have passed gun controls in any states, gun sales go through the roof. They skyrocket. And that's what's happening now countrywide, nationwide. People are buying guns in droves. In fact, the ammo supply has all but dried up. I mean, it's it's still there. You can get it, but it is pro- almost prohibitively expensive for those of you who know. Now, for the 10 million new gun owners, you don't know what a box of 9 millimeter was two years ago because you didn't have a gun. You weren't buying ammo. So you see a box of ammo for 35 to $60, you figure, well, that's just what it costs. You have no reference point. Now, all you guys have been shooting for a while, you know, oh, my God, I was paying 8 or 10 bucks for that box just 18 months ago, and now all of a sudden it's $40. And that's, that's, a, that's a hard pill to swallow, let me tell you. So we'll have to see. All right, we're going to be back after a few quick messages from sponsors. Stay tuned. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Hi, this is Rocky Blair 
former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Okay, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Right before we left, we were talking about gun control laws leading to more gun sales. And I think that's pretty obvious. That happens every time there's new gun laws come into into effect. Even when the threat of a new gun law comes into effect, people they they get panicky, they get scared, they want to buy something, they they want to lock in their rights, they want to secure themselves. But it's just you know, Obama was credited as being the greatest gun salesman in the United States for a long time because just the fact that he was talking gun control was enough to drive people to buy guns in record numbers. I mean, they had Black Fridays where civilians purchased more weapons than there were active members of the the U.S. Marine Corps. <laughs> I think it was like a hundred uh, one point eight million weapons purchased on a single weekend. But the thing is. This is this is just common. I mean, this is the way things are done. I mean, people think they're going to take something away from them. They want to have one. Now, if these people all who panic or buy guns for the first time, you 10 million people or more, every month there's more and more new gun owners getting out there. They need to realize in order to defend their rights, they need to know to vote for people who will stand up and defend their gun rights. I don't care what party they're with. If they're willing to stand up and defend your gun rights, those are the people you need to vote for. If not, that brand new gun and magazines and, and ammunition you spot will all be confiscated, taken away from you, and you're back to defending yourself with a baseball bat and your family and your home. So when the criminals have guns, you're going to be sitting there with a wooden stick. Yeah. Pay attention, people. Pay attention. Go vote. Vote to protect your rights. Even if you don't believe in guns, I mean, let me ask you this. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You hear somebody smashing a window, breaking into your house. What are the first things you're going to do? You're going to call somebody who has a gun, police officer, and you're going to pray they get there in time. If you have your own gun, then you know what? You have, you've just bought yourself some more time. You've bought yourself more security. Be your own first responder, always. But anyway, we'll see how this year shapes up. But last year... Was it was record breaking? We went, I think, from uh, 13 million to over 21 million checks. Now, this is not including people who have carry permits. 
And that's another thing. Carry permits, the request for carry permits has gone through the roof also. People want to be legal. All these new gun owners, they want to be legal to carry a weapon. They want to abide by the law. And that's what the government doesn't seem to understand. Not every citizen who has a gun is a criminal. In fact, a huge, huge majority of them are legal, law-abiding citizens who want to follow the, the law, want to follow the rules. They want to be legal with everything they do, but they just want to be able to have that extra protection. So it was funny. I actually had to renew a permit the other day, and I had to go down there to the courthouse, and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's going to be a line out the door. It's going to take forever. I planned myself a few hours for this. I walked in. Ten minutes later, I walked out with everything I needed. So I have to say, that was in a uh, county in Georgia. So just to let you know, don't be afraid to try. Now, some some counties are different. Some cities are different. Some states don't even allow you to have a gun permit unless you can give them a valid reason. Other than the Second Amendment, you don't need a valid reason. You just need to say, I, I'm a citizen. I'm legal. I want to. That's all you should have to do. But anyway, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Always, and if you, if your state has a permit that you can get, that they are, if they are shall issue state and they will give you a permit if you apply and are legal, you should definitely get one. Even though a lot of states have what they call constitutional carry, to have the permit gives you that one extra step of legal protection to say, you know what? I went out of my way. I want to make sure I'm legal. Besides, most states have reciprocity with other states. So if you live in a state that has constitutional carry and you travel to a state that does not and you do not have a permit, then chances are you may get in trouble for that. If you have a permit from a state that has reciprocity, though, you're covered. It's just a little insurance policy. And there are actually people who – there are states who will issue permits to non-state residents. And this can extend the number of states you have reciprocity with. Now, you'd have to look up. There's a few good websites for that. I believe packing.org is one of the ones I had used before if they're still there. They will show you what states have reciprocity with your state. And you can click on other states to see who issues permits to out-of-state residents to extend the range of your I guess your reciprocity, if you have two gun permits, then you can carry in more states than if you just have one. But keep in mind, nobody has reciprocity with California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Washington, I don't believe, or or Oregon. Any of the big liberal states are not going to give reciprocity to anybody because they don't issue permits. They generally have very limited permit issuing. So there's always that. Be aware of that. If you live in a, a highly gun-unfriendly state, chances are you won't be able to get a permit. So you really can't carry your gun anywhere. But if you have that capability, if you can get a permit, even if you don't need it, I would say get it anyway. Because that way it gives you reciprocity if you travel. And it also, if the police officer asks, what do you know with that gun? You can pull out your permit and say, sir, I have a, a permit to carry. Even though I don't need it, I have it. So something to consider. Look into that if you're interested. If you want to be completely legal, if you want to have be an extra responsible gun owner, get the permit. That way you can carry it if you need to. Now we have to get into something that we talked about earlier with Biden wanted to strip away the legal protection that of uh, gun companies for that make them responsible for improper use or illegal use of their product, which is crazy, which means could you sue your local water company? For providing water for your pool if somebody drowned in it? Yeah, let's try that. Let's see how far that goes. Well, they provided the water without it 
the person wouldn't have drowned. <laughs> it's going to border on the point of ridiculous. Every car manufacturer can be held responsible. Every hammer manufacturer can be held responsible for the illegal or improper use of their product. Of course, the gun one is the only one anybody's concerned about because guns do serve a purpose to stop somebody from doing harm. And it does it by putting them in harm or harming them. So, but this, this, there's a, a attorney in New Jersey who's going after them, a gun manufacturer in a different way. This is, okay, I'm going to read you the quick synopsis of a Smith & Wesson ad. She places her gun in a red leather handbag, gets into her car. The gun in her bag sits in the front seat of the vehicle while she drives to work. She then brings the gun still in the bag to a meeting with colleagues at the office. She takes it to lunch with her where she sits at an outdoor cafe. She goes to the gym. She stops by the dry cleaner. All these places she goes, the gun is with her, as it should be, because you never know when somebody is going to try and violate your rights try and hurt you, kill you, maim you, harm your family. So she carries her gun with her. And then finally she goes to a shooting range. She's shooting the weapon, and the guy next to her says, nice pistol. And then, of course, the ad proceeds to say, oh, it's a Smith & Wesson, blah, blah, blah. You know, it has this, this, and this. It has great features. This was an ad Smith & Wesson apparently had out. And the New New Jersey investigators are saying this ad incites violence. It causes people to want to shoot other people. It causes people to violate laws. Now, granted, what she did would be illegal in probably, I don't know, 30 to 40 states if she didn't have a carry permit, because most states still do not embrace constitutional carry. So if she had a carry permit, though, almost everything she did would be legal. Now, there are places where they can request you not carry a gun, but, you know, I've never seen any of those signs personally. If I'm going someplace now in federal buildings or state buildings, courthouses, yeah, they don't want you to carry a gun. Anywhere else, though, I've never seen the sign. Maybe I just i am not observant. Because, you know, as you well know. (laughs) Let's not assume I know anything. (laughs) No, uh, I'm a, a big Western lover, and I watch Westerns basically from the time I get home until I go to bed almost. Sweet. You know, it's not just Westerns. It's Dirty Harry. It's, you know, all the rest. So if they're saying because Smith & Wesson ran that ad that they're responsible, (laughs) then all you have to do really is take a look at what's on television. Let's make Everybody is shooting everybody on TV. Let's make Hollywood responsible. Hey, there we go. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been like that for years now. Every good cop show, how many people get shot, you know? Let's, and, uh, let's idolize the gangsters. Yeah. They do on all a lot of the TV shows and movies. They idolize these gangsters, the thugs. Shouldn't they be held responsible for people who act like that and shoot other people? If you can do what they're wanting to do here, then, yeah, they should. Let's you know? push that. That would be, that I want to see Hollywood get prosecuted. That would be fun. Yes. Yeah. All these idiots. Yeah, but I'm serious. And and all the all of the games that are out, the... Oh, video games? Video games. That, and the ones kids play, that's the... Oh, the, yeah. And they think Dr. Seuss is a problem. Yeah. But they'll let their kid play video games where there's bodies and blood strewn everywhere while kids are shooting these people on screen and leaving piles of bodies like, like cords of firewood piled up. You know, and it's sending the wrong signal... To the kids that, oh yeah, well, I shoot you, 
and blood squirts all over the place, and you fall, and then two seconds later, you pop back up. You hit the reset button, and you get another life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's not real, people. That's not real. And kids should not be taught that it's that easy to respawn. Oh, you'll just go to the hospital and get fixed. No. In real life, it doesn't always work that way. And, uh, you know, so I, if there's – that's sort of like you've said and I've said and anybody that has two cents worth of sense has said <laughs> – there's never been a gun that has shot anyone. Right. Well, there's always somebody. I leave my, I, I left my door cracked for a couple hours and set up a couple of guns next to it just to see if they would run out and do violence or commit crimes. <laughs> None of them moved an inch. They were perfectly well behaved. And I'm pretty sure all guns are until somebody with bad intent gets behind them. I, you know, I bet, I bet for once in your life you're a thousand percent right. Yeah. Once in my life, yes. Well, I mean, they, there's the old expression, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Yep. In fact, more people are killed by hammers than by guns. But yet we're not rushing to outlaw those. I think alcohol, let's outlaw alcohol. It's, what purpose does it serve other than to dull senses and to uh, impair your judgment, impair your, your motor skills, get college kids to have sex? I mean, other than that, it has no purpose. So we should ban that. And everyone's going, oh, but millions of people use alcohol responsibly every day. Well, let me tell you something. Millions of people use guns responsibly every day as well. And they serve a purpose. They can defend you and your family against evil people or wrongdoers. Alcohol, you can't do that. Well, you could throw a bottle at somebody, I guess. But, you know, still not quite as effective. Well, on Westerns, I just break the bottle and go at it. Slice them up. Yep. Slice them and dice them. That's right. But you could do that with a ketchup bottle, too. It doesn't have to be a bottle of alcohol. That's true. Except for the, those damn plastic ones throw you off yes. every time. Maybe we should make all glass bottles illegal. Yeah. Put all wine in a box or a bag. <laughs> I'm sure the wine connoisseurs are they have. cringing. Yeah. They have wine in a box, but if you put it all in a wa- box in a bag, I'm sure wine connoisseurs are cringing at me right now going, no, we need the bottle for the flavor, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, well, glass bottles are dangerous, and they... A lot of they're not even recycling glass in a lot of places anymore. So there's that. But anyway, so Smith and Wesson is getting sued because they say their ad was too was instigating somebody to break the law, and they're trying to get all this information from Smith and Wesson in order to proceed with their lawsuit. And it should and it's funny because the same people who want to do this want to be protected by guns. All right, we're going to be right back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. 
This program, From Lawyers to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls. So Smith & Wesson is being sued based on, they're saying, advertising that will cause people to break the law. Now, granted, they don't they don't go into a lot of detail. Do they need a huge disclaimer saying this is only valid in certain states? You must have a permit for this to be valid in other states. Blah blah blah. I mean, yeah, they could, I guess. And this guy who's trying to bring this lawsuit is trying to claim Smith and Wesson is like the tobacco companies were of the '90s. They knew it was harmful, and they're doing it anyway, which is entirely complete bull squeeze. Weapons are protected under the Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, which was enacted in 2005 to protect uh, gun companies against frivolous lawsuits. Because obviously you can't be held responsible for someone using your product illegally, improperly, or for nefarious reasons. That's not yours. It's not the gun manufacturer's responsibility. If they push this through, every U.S. manufacturer will be shut down, which they would probably love. That means every gun sold in this country will be a product of a foreign manufacturer, which, again, Democrats would probably love to eliminate more jobs from the United States so they can put more people on their welfare and unemployment programs. That way they have a tighter and tighter stranglehold on what people do. Now, he's trying to run this as a false advertising or, you know, uh, advertising uh, campaign, and it's just I hope this doesn't go through. Because this could cause lawsuits to open up against any gun manufacturer who, who advertises anywhere, including gun magazines, NRA, TV shows, hunting shows, fishing shows. Come back on the uh, store that sold a gun, too, I would assume. You know, that would Even open up. Even though they've run a background check. Yeah, they've done everything they're supposed to do. They could still say, oh, you should have known. It's like... With a background check, how we, the federal government should have known, yeah. or the state government should have known. Yeah, could you go back and sue the state and federal government for not giving you a qualified background check or not finding something in their background? You know, hey, there you go. Let's just run it all the way down the line to to the point of being ridiculous. But we'll see what happens with this. Hopefully, this gets shut down very quickly because the the Federal Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act should have prevent a lawsuit like this from even getting started but uh we'll have to see to see what happens there i mean you know and they they did this to remington they they were going to file a suit against them as well and they ended up going bankrupt before they could get a judgment on that (laughs) so they got bankrupt and split up but not so much because of this it was because they were being poorly run i believe they were not um they were not managed well they were bought by investors who were not gun enthusiasts and i think any company that deals with a hobby or sport or something like that that has enthusiasts that back it needs to be run by people who understand the sport, understand the desire that people have to buy their products, whether it be bicycles, roller skates, fishing rods, guns, whatever. They need to be people who are enthusiasts to have the very best quality products. 
But you may, you know, and it's funny because during during COVID, we had such a shutdown of stuff. Everything was shut down. Things weren't running well. But the one thing that was doing well, believe it or not, was real estate. Real estate sales were skyrocketing this year. I think as people had time to sit home, peruse all the websites and looking for new houses, watching HGTV going, ooh, I need a new house. Ooh, I need to do some home improvement. <laughs> so the home improvement sales, Home Depot, Lowe's, those are the two big ones near us. Ace Hardware, they all had record sales because people were stuck home. And even if they were working from home, if they were avoiding traveling between 45 minutes and an hour each way back and forth to work, they gained 10 hours of time every week to be home. And they were looking around at their home going, you know, I really need to fix this. I need to fix that. I'd like to add some shelves here. Let me build a home office since I'm going to be working from home so much. But all that stuff pushed the economy, and then people would fix their houses and say, you know what, I'm going to sell it and buy another house. So real estate was booming. It still is. It's still a super hot market right now. But you wonder, real estate agents put themselves in danger having open houses, meeting buyers in, in empty houses, especially females. Females are more susceptible, I would think. Now, don't don't write me and tell me you're a female and you can take care of yourself. I know most of you can. But a lot of bad guys out there don't know that, so they tend to push the envelope when it comes to stuff like that. But anyway, even male realtors are in danger of meeting up with someone to show an open house or an empty house and be taken advantage of, be robbed. So it turns out that realtors are actually one of the largest growing groups of people who are getting concealed licenses, concealed carry permits, because they want to be protected. Because as the market heats up, they meet more and more people they don't know. And it's funny because most of the realtors seem like that they, they, they're okay with this idea. They don't mind that realtors are armed. Now, there was one gentleman who carries his gun, 380 Smith & Wesson bodyguard with a laser built in. He carries it everywhere. However, his broker has a policy that prohibits guns in the office. But he carries it when he shows houses. He goes, why wouldn't I? <laughs> because, you know, you never know who you're going to run into. Now, it's the uh, survey they did said only 4% of the respondents had been a victim of a violent crime while on the job. And half surveyed said they knew somebody who had been victimized. Now, 4% is the number, I guess, that has been reported, verifiable. But I'm sure people have been intimidated before. You know, even if they didn't actually, well, they weren't actually harmed, they could have been put in a situation that was uncomfortable or put them in a situation where they shouldn't have been in. And if they had a weapon, they might have been able to defuse it a little quicker or at least felt more comfortable about dealing it. Because, you know, especially these realtors, they meet people. If you're showing vacant land, you have to meet them out in the middle of nowhere, you know, drive them around or show them this land. And you're with somebody you've never met before. You don't know who they are other than they called and expressed an interest in this piece of land or this this house in the middle of nowhere that they want to see. So it's just it's this is something it just makes sense. You have to be your own first responder because these people are out in the field all the time. They're constantly meeting new people. They're constantly outside of their their comfort zone as far as being out of their office out of their cars they have to meet people every day who they don't know so it's it's interesting that they decided that this was a good idea and i think the realtors in general should promote this kind of behavior so that way the bad guys know oh most realtors carry guns because hey let's not make them a target now granted they have no actual 
most of them aren't giving you anything. They're not carrying a lot of money or anything like that. But still, they put themselves in danger by meeting people they don't know. It would be like going on a Craigslist meet every single day. Not in a public place, but in a private place where there's maybe no no neighbors or, you know, once you're inside the house, you never know what can happen. Now, what they're also talking about is uh, starting a buddy system, having people run open houses in pairs, having people show houses in pairs, which, of course, is a good idea. Police do it. Why shouldn't realtors do it? But that just doubles the amount of time and effort they have to put into doing their jobs, which is not always a good idea. But at least they're trying. They're taking their security seriously. They're stepping up. They're making the appropriate actions to protect themselves, which everybody should do. I don't believe anybody should not be protected if you're capable, if you have the mindset. Not just capable of firing a weapon. Anybody can be handed a gun and told to pull the trigger. But you have to have the mindset that you'll be able to use it. You have to be trained properly to know when to use it, how to use it, not to accidentally shoot your cat. You know, let's make sure you know what you're doing if you're going to get a weapon. And take a class. By all means, take a class. It's the easiest way to learn how to use a weapon properly from somebody with experience. I stress this over and over and over again. I can't say it enough. If you get a weapon, you get ammo, get a holster, you're going to carry, learn from somebody how to use it. Don't just assume you've watched enough Hollywood movies to know how to do it. Because we all know Hollywood, they never miss, or they miss all the time. You know, the guy and standing. They always tell the truth. Yes, and they never lie. That's right. Like politicians. <laughs> Was it Mark Twain who said, politicians and babies' diapers need to be changed often and for the same reason? <laughs> <laughs> There was a brilliant guy. He knew what he was talking about. But, yeah, I tell you again, uh, prices are still high. I understand that. But with the impending laws coming down, I don't want to be chicken little. I don't want to panic. I don't want to send panic waves into everybody. But if you think you may want to purchase a weapon, I think now could possibly be the best time ever. Because if these laws go into effect, gun sales are going to go through the roof. These prices are going to seem like bargains. So if you need it, contact your friend who shoots. Contact your local gun store. Find out what you need to do to get started. Purchase a weapon. Learn how to use it. And be your own first responder. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded. And you've been listening to America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.